Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, May 24th. This is Jim Ryan with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Oregon's $9.3 billion state school fund budget is on a fast path to approval with a Senate vote scheduled for Tuesday, after the latest revenue forecast predicted a huge windfall. Lawmakers will vote on the sizable formula-driven outlay, even as education equity advocates and Governor Kate Brown say it's past time to update the method the state uses to parcel out money to school districts around the state. The school fund is the largest line item in the state budget, and districts can largely spend the money as they decide. At $9.3 billion, it would be $300 million more than state budget analysts say is needed to continue school offerings at their current level. Yet many school advocates and lawmakers insist the figure must be boosted even higher, but claims that $9.6 billion is a base level of funding that would merely allow districts to hold steady rather than expand offerings or, if required, increase help to black, indigenous, and other students of color are not supported by statewide data or fiscal analyses. As currently structured, the formula gives districts much more money for students with disabilities and somewhat more money for those living in poverty or learning English as a second language. But it delivers the same for white and Asian students as black, Latino, and indigenous students, for whom schools have historically delivered poor outcomes. Portland area residents unhappy with city leaders' response to homelessness strongly favor more frequent garbage pickup at downtown homeless campsites, but otherwise differ on what solutions should be used to remedy the situation, poll results show. Residents of the city's suburbs generally favor tougher treatment of people without homes of their own, while those in Portland proper would far rather offer campers motel rooms than order them to vacate downtown. Overall, Portland-area residents support a variety of immediate solutions, ranging from adding more portable toilets to forcing campers to leave downtown. Setting aside more areas where people could safely camp or sleep in cars or RVs, however, was a no-go for many residents. The findings come from a poll of 600 adults in Multnomah, Washington, Clackamas, and Clark counties, commissioned by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, about people's perceptions of downtown Portland. The poll was conducted from April 30th to May 6th. It has a margin of error of plus or minus 4 percentage points. Visitors to Cape Kiwanda on the North Oregon coast will finally have access to some stunning ocean views, free from fear of injury or getting in trouble. The Oregon Parks and Recreation Department announced Thursday that crews had finished rerouting a protective fence along the eroding sandstone headwall, extending it to create a new walkway into an area that was previously off-limits. While known for its spectacular views, Cape Kiwanda has also ranked among the most dangerous spots on the Oregon coast. The unstable bluff leads to sheer drops into the ocean, where many visitors have tumbled to their deaths over the last six decades at least. It all came to a head over eight months in 2016, when seven people fell from Cape Kiwanda, five of whom died, most of them teenagers. 
Fences and warning signs were already in place, but park officials at the time agreed to install more precise signage atop the Cape and began to patrol the area more frequently after the 2016 deaths. Although no deaths have been reported at Cape Kiwanda since 2016, people could regularly be seen violating the closure order and crossing over the fence despite clear warnings in the years since. With the new fence, park officials say visitors won't have to flout closure warnings to see Cape Kiwanda's amazing views. Portland area home shoppers continue to be punished by relentless competition for a historically low level of residential properties for sale. Well-priced homes can quickly receive multiple offers as the line of hopeful buyers, some who have been outbid several times, grows longer. Well-priced homes can quickly receive multiple offers as the line of hopeful buyers, some who have been outbid several times, grows longer. The gridlock is compounded by potential sellers who don't want to list their home until they have a replacement property. There seems to be no penalty for holding off as the sale price for homes in the Portland metropolitan area steadily climbs. The median sale price in the Portland metro jumped $12,000, about 2.5%, from $488,000 in March to $500,000 in April, according to the latest Regional Multiple Listing Service report. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.